forever. Dog. Five students kidnapped, four families torn apart. This week on the podcast, Lois Duncan's Ransom. Hello and welcome to another Teen Creeps episode. I never usually say this part, so I my mind went completely blank uh, and I died for a moment. I saw true fear <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> I was like, I, I honestly was like, what if I'm just silent for how long? Okay, how long for me to be silent until you said welcome to Teen Creeps? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, it's possible that I would have said, this is same day shipping, the show where we geek out. <laughs> I would have gone on a different autopilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you heard his voice. You're probably like, ooh, that ooh. M- those maple syrup tones. <laughs> I know those sounds. I'm just dripping. Okay, so, okay, maple syrup, but why? Is that because, okay, like, okay. a Wisconsin accent sounds a no, little no, bit like no, a Canadian no, accent? No, 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 What's no, no, happening? No, no. Okay, so, I was thinking about... Okay, if you want me to like UCB this, so yeah, let's yeah. I was like dulcet tones. Dulcet Mm -hmm. is sweet. Sweet, yeah. Okay, sweet. And I was like sweet and like people that um, talk on the radio, they like to have like a sweet and syrupy sound. And you actually have a really nice radio voice, so I was like, oh, that makes sense. Maple syrup. I've just never, I've just never heard it before. Maple syrup. Like, uh... Mm, I don't think you would have had any reason to. I don't think anyone. Oh, it's it's a false compliment. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean. Yeah, no. no I don't I get think it. anyone would choose that word. It was good. Phrase. I mean, thank you. It uh, it made me nervous for a second, but I do like it. Yeah, it's uh, like most compliments, right? It's Absolutely. Like, oh, no. What yeah. is this? And what then, is this? Oh. What what is <laughs> what does yeah. this person mean? Yeah, but then oh, it's it's actually nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like. Uh. I mean, th- this is the opposite, actually. Uh, one time when, um, this is way back pre-pandemic UCB, mm-hmm. I showed up to a UCB show by myself cause I was just trying to get, do my freaking homework. You have to go to two shows. Every class you take, you have to yeah. go to two shows and they have to be like the right shows. Yeah. Otherwise and this was, this was like towards the end of, cause I had taken up until 301 and then done like a really long break and then went back to 401 when I was like very jaded. And so I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to like go to the show. Anyway, this classmate saw me and he's like are you sick and i was like no and he's like you just look really different and i was like okay and then he's quiet we watch the show okay the entire show show Wait, like ends. he sits with you yeah he sat next to me i was like this is night a nightmare is, oh my god well because yeah. that's that's also the worst is when you're sitting waiting for the show to start and they're yeah. playing like you know, some kind of like alt rock from the early aughts uh, mm-hmm. that's like a little bit quirky. Yeah, um, like fun or something. Yes, yes, so much fun. <laughs> um, or a two-door cinema club. Like sure, that, sure, sure, sure. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and it's just a little too loud, so you've got to like actually shout uh, yeah. to be heard by the person next to you, and you don't have anything in common with them other than the no. fact that you're both taking this class. Yeah, <sighs> and I didn't make plans to see it with anyone. I right. was just like, I'm just going to see the show. But uh, and then at the end of the show, he turns to me and he's like, I know what it was. You're usually wearing makeup. (laughs) What? Yeah. And I was like, cool. Cool. All right. Later. I'll see you on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just go uh, fucking lay down on Sunset Boulevard. I'll see you later. What a a nightmare. Yeah. It's fine. He's probably (sighs) 
listening to this show. <laughs> so shout out to you, no makeup guy. That I oh god, I wish I could remember your name. All I remember <laughs> is that he. I just wish I. I just remember he just studiously took notes at everything Billy Merritt said. Uh, I have you ever taken a note in an improv class that you've looked back on later no. and, and thought like, oh no. yeah, I'm I'm glad no. to be reminded of that right now. No, it's all just reps, right? You're just like getting yeah. reps, and you're just like hearing it. Yeah. There, yeah. It's it's a kind of thing, and I kind of feel the same thing about acting as well. Like in particular, if you're doing like something that's improv, kind of like similar to improv, like I'm doing a Meisner thing right now that's very similar to, I mean, it mm -hmm. uses a lot of improv uh, methodology. Um, and to me, it's like, I can write something down. I can write down like whatever it is, but yeah, I'm never matter. gonna look th at that again. Right. Because I, I don't learn that way. I learn by doing. Yeah, well, and I feel like especially with uh, improv where the shit's so quick, it's like music yeah. where like you just have to internalize it. And yeah. until you've internalized it, like writing down, you know, Billy Merritt's pirate ninja um, oh my gosh, robot yeah. like yeah. triangle, like it's that that's not going to that's not no. going to matter. And especially when you're pretty green, because like the second you get yes. up there, all that shit's out of your brain. And right. you're like having a panic attack. You, you're, you're just trying to make a cum joke as fast as you can. Yeah. 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 You're trying to make everyone like really not want to ever really be Really uncomfortable. <laughs> Which is funny because you and I both frequently make cum jokes yeah. in life. Yeah. Well, but never on stage. <laughs> never once on stage. I would never, <laughs> never once never. make a cum joke on stage. Would never. We have not talked about the book yet. We are talking about Lois Duncan's Ransom. I think it's I possible realized... you haven't introduced me yet. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Because I got distracted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> maple syrup tones. Okay. Just keep that in your mind. You've got to know his, you've got to know who it is by now. Either you've read the thing or you know him, you know him. Uh, you would know him from Nintendo Cartridge Society and Same Day Shipping. Writer and host Patrick Ellers is here. Thank uh, you for having me, Kelly. Guest co-hosting with me today. Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay was not feeling well. Um, prayers to her. So, that makes it sound more dire than it is. She's she's fine. She doesn't it's, need prayers. She like some no. some sympathy. Uh, not enough sympathy. to like put in a card. <laughs> <laughs> sympathy yeah just spend spend 20 minutes today just going oh Lindsay. oh Lindsay. yeah not, <laughs> no condolences just no, sympathies. no just sympathy you know yeah but she's fine uh <laughs> she just couldn't she couldn't make the record tonight uh but uh we are recording uh live <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i guess in this moment it's live it won't be live when you guys hear it right it's live for us but then again it always is live for us yeah, your your life is live to you. But I mean, you, when you record these, like oh. you don't you don't record yeah. like your part, send it to Lindsay, and she <laughs> thinks about it for twenty minutes. Mm, not like that responds. one episode of Same Day Shipping with Colin. Okay, not to talk about a different episode of the podcast, but go through episodes. Listen to Same Day Shipping first of all. Second of mm -hmm. all, go through the episodes and see if you can find the one where Colin's audio was corrupted. So he had to send everyone else's files so that he would then improvise. Mm -hmm. His responses. His responses. Now, wait a minute. Was this when when his audio was corrupted or when he turned off his microphone halfway through? Okay, I was being nice. I didn't want to drag him. <laughs> nope, not me. Publicly. I'm putting him on blast. Patrick, first, last, put him on blast. <laughs> Ellers. Um, yes, he did turn off his microphone halfway yeah, through. Yeah, that's right. So, but you know what? He put in that- He put uh, in the work. Those <laughs> probably hundreds of hours of work. 
Uh, see if you can find out which episode that was. We're talking about Ransom by Lois Duncan. This book was written in 1966. Um, the book that we read uh, was released, I want to believe, shortly after I Know What You Did Last Summer was made into a movie because the cover was shot as like a fake I Know What You Did Last Summer Yeah, well, movie and there's, and there, there's an ad in the in the back of the book for I Know What yeah. You Did Last Summer, the, the movie. The box office hit. Yeah, yeah. Box office okay. hit, yeah. So it must have been maybe like a, a year after. Right. Uh, long enough to, for it to be certified as a hit. Right. And I don't know how long it technically takes to be certified as a box office hit. Yeah. But yeah. at least a couple I, months. I, yes. And um, it, I, to my knowledge, it was not updated to include like to date, like uh, references or anything. Yeah. Well, and like uh, unlike previous uh, low dunk books that we've read, um, there is no like early 2000s update either to incorporate like cell phones and stuff. Right. Um, but this one, you know, there are specific call specific call outs to a character having polio. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know, I don't know how you update it. Like there is no modern polio, like unless you said right. it in the future and someone had like long COVID, COVID or something. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was like doing the math. I was like, okay, 1966 is when this was published. Um, they're like 18. So then that means he was like in the fifties when he yeah. got, which is still, I mean, it happened, but definitely rarer than, you know, like when I think polio was more rampant. Yeah. When, when was pol? I, I think we're both like tiptoeing okay. around it. Yeah, yeah, when okay. was polio? Uh, like when was the vaccine created? Yeah. Let's do That's, that's great. So polio, polio vaccine vaccine. invention mm -hmm. year, early 1950s. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, then later, okay, kind so then of than I was makes thinking. Makes sense. Later yeah. than I thought as well. So then it makes sense that yeah, he he is like it was 1950 is like when he was born. So it tracks. There's there was also there was another moment in here that uh, struck me as um, like very, very date specific, very year specific, mm. um, where Jess is talking about uh, having like toured uh you know the ruins of ghettos in 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 germany um, yeah and i you know if this was 66 that you know world war ii would have ended 21 Holy years shit. like the distance between world war ii and jess's life is yeah or like th this incident in jess's life is the same as our distance currently from september 11th yeah so that'd be like if we were to go to ground zero yeah that's right <laughs> And we're talking in German, and we're talking in <laughs> French, and we're talking in Italian to people oh twice our age. Oh my God, Jess! Listen, Jess is quite frankly a dweeb. Um, yeah, she's a huge dweeb. She's a huge dweeb. Not a bigger dweeb than Bruce. No, I mean every one of these characters is a dweeb, with the exception yeah. of Glenn, who is a straight up sociopath. Absolutely, borderline <laughs> complete, psychopath. Complete. Like he would murder someone if he felt like it. Here's but just thing, never though. feels like it. Here's the thing, and this is the the oh, wait. cornerstone of my hashtag Glenn did nothing wrong uh, campaign. Um, he is in the scenario where you've been kidnapped by two. I can only assume white people and one person that is incessantly described as <laughs> as, as Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> um, that he's you. You have to count on Glenn. He's going to do something yeah. reckless, and he's going to get you all saved. And yeah. like maybe he'll get hurt, and like maybe he'll do something a little bit shitty to get it done. But like he's gonna get shit done. You don't want to count on a dweeb like Bruce, who's gonna yeah. like go back and make sure that the kidnapper's not dead in the okay, car. That shit. Okay, I thought what a chump. What Bruce, a fucking chump. What a fucking chump. Okay. Okay. We have to build up to that, but it's true. It's true. Because Glenn I, know, I jumped is, right to the end. I'm sorry. Glenn could be a murderer. Mm-hmm. Cause I, when you said, okay, cause you texted us and you said, hashtag Glenn did nothing wrong. Yes. I thought you were talking about when Glenn hit and run a boy. Okay. Look, look, <laughs> if the cost of them being rescued <laughs> <laughs> from the kidnappers is that Glenn one time gets away with a hit and run where where the Miller kid yeah. just spends a couple days in the hospital. Yeah. I think, okay, I think fair play. <laughs> it's fair. It's Look, fair. he didn't die. No. He didn't he, die. He mm-hmm. was maybe maimed. Probably maimed, yeah. Probably, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn is like, uh, there were people there, they were already calling for help, and yeah. I just sped away. <laughs> And then he makes up this long, weird story about letting his insurance lapse to Bruce, who's just like, okay, big brother. Oh, geez, I can't believe you let it lapse. (laughs) (laughs) This is Bruce's voice, by the way. that's Bruce's voice. Okay, so the the book opens with um, Jess. Would you like to hear the back of it? Yeah, please, please. Um, So the back of the book reads as follows. Two brothers, their family frantic to find their sons. A loner whose uncle doesn't even know he's missing. An army brat. True. <laughs> true. But a harsh and true. I don't think he and no ever resolution. Knows. <laughs> yeah. He never knows the whole book. He never knows. <laughs> An army brat whose family will never be able to raise enough money. A cheerleader who can't count on her stepdad, but knows her father will come through. Mm. That's the back of the book. I thought the ending of this book was cheesy as hell. Uh yeah. The ending of the book was cheesy as hell. And also, well, you mean specifically regarding uh, Marianne? His, his stepdad. Yeah, Ron. Ron, when he's like, you've got a daddy now. You've got a daddy now. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to push it that hard. No. You could have no. just showed up and she was going to. Right. She was going to be grateful and like, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> it's just like, I feel like every time I read a Lois Duncan book, we're getting to like, the climax of the action yeah. and like I'm like oh I can see where this is going to end soon and then I realize I've got two pages left yeah <laughs> it's like Whoa, what the fuck yeah she ends yeah. Them, she ends these books so abruptly so abruptly um okay so we start out the book all on these the kids are on yeah. a bus they're going mm-hmm. home and it's not just these five kids on the bus no it's it just like a is, million yeah there's, there's like a million and five kids <laughs> don't matter because they no. don't live in the fancy part they don't live in the fancy part of uh where are they in new mexico you're the one who has the book i do have the book in front of me i'm it, not we gonna had look. one one book between us <laughs> and Good it's currently reads. currently in my possession oh they're Good in albuquerque reads. they're in albuquerque okay um but the uh so the, it's just like the five the five main kids uh we have glenn and bruce and they're they're brothers. the brothers and Glenn is the uh, sociopath who is hot and did nothing wrong. <laughs> He's, do you uh, do you think there's a low dunk boy in this book? And is he the low dunk boy? Well, no, no, he maimed a boy. I he's supposed to be the villain. I think actually that the low dunk boy is Steve. 
What's his name? Wait, his dad? <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. So the the, the kids are they're, they're these the two brothers. You mean the kids because I don't remember the names and I was not talking about the dad. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 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 Kurt Kirtland, right? Is their last name Bruce and and, yes. and Glenn Kirtland? Um, and then there is uh, the uh, quieter but like independent boy Dexter. I think Dexter. You think Dexter is 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 the low dunk boy? He's like the broody low dunk boy. He's like the version of the low dunk boy. He's not the blonde in, one. That's right. Like he's like there's always the, a blonde one and brown. There's always a yes, and the it's this is like the uh, the music teacher in Down a Dark Hall. Trying to remember the music. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's yeah. like that one, yeah. Yeah, he's just back from conservatory. <laughs> yes, yes. And and, and it's like, mm. <laughs> um, And then uh, the uh, two girls are Jess, who is the um, army brat described in, in the back of the book here. But I don't know that- She didn't read that way. She doesn't read as a brat. I mean, obviously, uh, she's moved around because uh, her father was in the army or is in yeah. the army. Um, and Marianne, who- is not characterized in almost any way in this book. No. And the back of the book characterizes her more than like Marianne is just, I guess she's strong willed. Mm-hmm. It's weird because she's characterized by other characters, but not really in her actions. Yes. Cause well, like and, the mom yeah. is always mm-hmm. talking and thinking about her and like the stepdad's always thinking about her and being also hilarious that her name is Marianne and her mom's name is Marion. I know the first time I encountered the mom's name, I thought it was a misprint of her name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's like pretty unremarkable in her behavior, but like her mom's like, wow, she looks just like me, but she is strong where I am weak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And well, such and- a spitfire. Oh God, everyone's calling her a spitfire. She's such a spitfire. When really like her spitfireness is just, she doesn't accept her stepdad is like yeah, kind of all of it. There's a scene <laughs> very early in this book. I think just like during this opening scene where Glenn is talking to her and she mentions, she starts to talk about like her parents' divorce and <laughs> Glenn, oh my God. Glenn is like, oh, he didn't want to hear about this. This was stupid and boring and it happens to most kids. So like, shut up. Seriously? And it's all internal monologue for yes. him. Um, I loved that part. Me too. Hashtag Glenn did nothing wrong. Oh my God. When he's like, this is really boring, but I guess I'll tell her that I love her. <laughs> And then he like does, and she's like, "Thanks, Thank I love you, you too." And I then really he's appreciate like, "Appreciate that." God, really hope she stops talking about it now. Um, <laughs> I I did like that. Like we didn't know what the deal was with Dexter for a while. Yeah, I I she's really she just writes more complex men than women. I think. Yeah, she definitely um, does. Because Dexter, I thought was a really interesting character. I fucking my heart broke for him when we find out like why exactly he feels so shitty about himself yeah um well his his backstory is brutal um and like extensive yeah well it's again like typical low dunk where the events of these books are the kids get kidnapped they try to escape uh they don't succeed and then one of their stepdads comes to rescue them the end like the end (laughs) almost nothing happens Almost nothing happens. No one's ever really in that much danger. I guess one of them gets shot. <laughs> but and one gets like almost run over by a car, but like But like they're fine. They don't like, get like beat up or like, yeah. you know, they're they're pretty much like they just sleep in like a cold room and But they have six sleeping bags between the three of them. Six. <laughs> the boys in the cold room. The boys in the cold room, yeah. which 
I, I they described the cold room a couple times, and I never really got like a grasp on like couldn't tell you what the fuck kind of room it is. No, <laughs> it's it, just very it cold. Like a, they were like it's. They're like ah, oh. and the boys had to go into that cold room, which is the room off of the other room, and it's small and it's very cold. And it's where and we I, kept the cold things. <laughs> and they're like, but luckily there were sleeping bags in there. And I'm like, we like, is there furniture? Like, is there's no way to know. In my mind, it's just like a cement room. Yeah, like they opened the door to like, like maybe a, a mud room. But even a mud room has like a mud Stuff. room is like an entryway into the house. Like this is. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, um, we my my parents owned a um, little condo in Hurley, Wisconsin, which is um, just ac- across the Wisconsin, Michigan, like Upper Peninsula of Michigan mm. border, um, to uh, like Ironwood and a bunch of other places where there's um, some decent skiing. Um, and so we would we would go up there a bunch, and there was a a long time where the basement of this condo was unfinished. And it was just the coldest, like just concrete God. floors. And so you would like walk down um, and uh, it would just be a giant open area with like cinder block walls uh, and no furniture. And uh, just the, the, the this must have been the room that they were staying in. Yeah, it must have been that uh, room specifically. Yeah, in that, that, condo. that one. Yes, that's right. In, in Hurley, Wisconsin. That's Hurley, right. Wisconsin. Yeah. They are at 11,000 feet. Yeah. Which is high. That's mm-hmm. high up. Um, oh, yeah, because they're also we're talking about going skiing in Taos. I want to go skiing. I want to go skiing, too. They talked about skiing a lot in this book. Far too much for the characters not to save the day by skiing. Never touched a ski. Not, not a even ski once in the book. There's not even like a rad opening no. action sequence where one of them skis off a uh, high mountain like uh, James Bond or anything. Yeah. Better off dead. Yeah, there we That's go. That's a good fucking That's movie, dude. Fucking I used to movie. love that movie. <laughs> uh, so we we start with them on on this bus, mm-hmm. um, and uh, already from from the beginning, the book is like making excuses, or like they're collectively making excuses about like why they're getting kidnapped because it's a Thursday, and like normally on Friday, all these other things would happen, so they wouldn't all be on the bus. Um, but um, something's weird, Patrick. Yeah, the bus normal. driver is so hot. The bu- oh my god, the bus driver. He's got first of all just like a dreamy look about him. Yeah, yeah. But also like some broad ass shoulders. Yeah, and like like locks and locks of red hair, and mm-hmm. just they won't shut up about his shoulders. Like such big broad shoulders. Here's the thing. I love it when our characters notice that he's hot, but I also love it when the no name characters are like, "Hold yeah. on." <laughs> Those two bitches at the back of the bus that were sitting next to Dexter. Yep, yep. yep. Who we never see again. No. Well, they don't get kidnapped. No, because they're not rich enough. <laughs> um, but so the yeah, the and the bus driver like misses their their first stop. Uh and one of the kids is like, um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in there? And they make him go back and like, or he doesn't even go back. He just like pulls over. Yeah. And then there are a couple times where these characters complain about having to like walk a block to like yeah. get back to where they would have been dropped off. And he can't like start the bus again very oh, yeah, well. Like that's right. The gears get all grindy and they're just like, hmm, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, I don't really know how to drive it because I was called in last minute. Yeah. It's weird that they're so suspicious of him and take no action. No. About it. They're just like, well, okay. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders 
no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Also, okay, I'm not going to victim blame. (laughs) I'm not. Right. We're not victim blaming here. But like up until when the gun is introduced. Yeah. Why the fuck are they listening to this guy? I I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know. Did, Did you take the bus when you were in school? Just for field trips. Okay. We actually had a thing where, um, you know, the- <laughs> Where you uh, and four of your friends were kidnapped? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really, that would be burying the lead so much. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Speaking of, okay. I, I'm about to take us on a crazy tangent. Let's do it. More so. Okay. It's it's actually just because I just thought of burying the lead and I found this Yelp review. No, okay. No. Okay. 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 So, <laughs> um, okay. So Micah's driving. And I like look out the window and have you seen, it's on Sunset, it's on the north side of Sunset. Okay. And it's the Holy Hill Community Church. Okay. And it's this huge giant church that's like attached to like an apartment complex. Yeah. And I was like, like, what the fuck is this thing? And I always like, whenever I see something like weird or whatever, I like to like look it up. <laughs> so I looked it up on Yelp. And it's the Holy Hill Church? Holy Hill Community Church. Okay. Okay, there's one review. Three stars, okay? Uh, I'm gonna read it. I am not a fan of churches. (laughs) But I went here when I was young with my friend because I was curious about church. I went here for a year and I liked the fact that we got free Korean food at the end. I still remember Kyung Kim as the pastor. He was a nice guy and everything. He was young and definitely devoted. Some of the teenagers did have attitude though. I just remembered the cheesy songs we had to sing and the boring sermons as well. Oh well, right? (laughs) I could not understand what was going on. I remembered the laser tag night. It was fun. Anyways, I always see it off of the five freeway and they did build a new place for it and it looks nice. Oh yeah, I remember Irene as well. She was loud, however, and drove all the way from Colton. She took us to a cult, unfortunately, for two hours and in the desert. We spent more time in the car, however. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first of all, the first half of this thing reads like just a review of church. Right. Church in general. (laughs) Church in general. There's free food at the end. You kind of don't get what's going on. There's some people with attitude. Yeah, it was cheesy and everything was boring, but like, (laughs) it's fine. It was was fine. So, okay, this guy's Kevin W. So I was like, I was like, what is this Kevin guy's deal? Yeah. Because I was like, maybe it's a joke. He just made some joke. It's not a joke. He has left 1,921 reviews and... He, um, <laughs> sorry, I just clicked on his thing. He has a nickname. Okay. okay. I need you to guess his nickname. You're not looking at it, right? No, I'm not looking at it. Okay. So, so he, he has his name and it's like Kevin something in quotes W. Okay. So uh, I need you to try and guess it. It's, here's the problem. Yeah. I'll, is <laughs> that I'll never get it? <laughs> it's, it's two names. So there's like two unrelated names. So it's like Kevin, Bob, John, W. Okay. So it's like. And their names? The nicknames are <laughs> yeah, names? I mean, I mean, 
I don't know if they're they're like titles. So okay, okay. okay. So Kevin, uh, Father Zeus W. (laughs) Okay, can I give you like a hint? Yeah, please. I'll have to split it up because they're not related. The two. (laughs) So the first one. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. It. Um. (laughs) Okay. You you know the. It's okay. There's a fast food restaurant. Um. Called this. Mm. Um, I think there's only one of the chain in LA. It is a an ethnic cuisine. Okay. Um, they have. I feel like if I say what ethnic cuisine, it'll for sure give it away. Yeah, it might. Um, they've covered it on Doughboys. Oh, there's only like 500 episodes of Doughboys. <laughs> so just real quick, go listen to the I'll back just, catalog. Just go. Come back. Uh, two, two times speed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when we come my, back, I'm like, have you listened to all of it? <laughs> well, I couldn't keep listening. They just keep <laughs> fighting. <laughs> okay, wait. So my, then, my first guess was when you said uh, it's a chain and there is only one, I was going to say pot belly, but then you said it's ethnic, so it's not pot bellies. Yeah, it's an international chain, I would say. Um, they have like chicken, they have burgers, they have, this is going to give it away, maybe spaghetti. Oh, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) They have chicken, they have burgers, they have spaghetti. It's like sweet spaghetti. Oh, oh, so it's uh, the, um, oh, fuck the name of that place. The, it's like, it's, it's Filipino. It's, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's something about a bee, a jolly bee, jolly bee. Yeah, okay, okay, but if, if that was jolly, no, 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 but if it's like the father. (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> so like, Jolly Jolly Bee's father. Jolly like, Bee Papa. Jolly Papa Bee. No, no. Like you're the friend. Wait. You're okay. you're Jolly Bee's friend. Mr. Jolly Bee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Jolly Bee Daddy. <laughs> Zaddy Jolly Bee. Um, okay, so it's Kevin, Mr. Jolly Bee, and then the next name. Oh my God! There's another. Okay. Yeah. No, I told you they're not related. No, all Mr. Right. Jollibee is one. I feel like Mr. and Jollibee aren't related. No. <laughs> you know, Mr. Jollibee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Is this a I name? I don't think <laughs> it could be. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say this before. Yeah. I've. Okay. Yeah. You've never heard anyone say this word before? Yeah. But it's like, okay. Um, but like kind of like like a superhero name like you would you would call it, a superhero could be called this okay so I like think. like uh mr jollybee um god this is so hard <laughs> <laughs> cuz i'm giving really bad clues um think like prehistoric okay uh mr jollybee rex no 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 they're not related it's okay. it's mr jollybee comma Oh, this other thing. So it's like two separate. Okay. All right. So he has like two nicknames, basically. And it's prehistoric. Uh, Just think like prehistoric. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Neanderthal. Mm, Think older. Um, Like like Jurassic kind of stuff. Okay. So like it's a name of like a dinosaur or like a mammoth or something. Um, No, older. Older than. Like Jurassic. Like a dinosaur. (laughs) Like, okay. Like, yeah. Like a dinosaur. Stegosaurus. Right, but like, okay, what if you were like, what if you were a superhero that yeah. was about dinosaurs? Mm, uh, so like prehistoric man? Okay, but like more dinosaurish. <laughs> Dinosaur man? 
Okay, but Tyrannosaurus shorter. man, no, shorter Dino than Man. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he's Mr. Jollybee Dino Man, comma Dino Man. Yeah, Kevin, Mr. Jollybee Dino Man W. Yeah. What kind of stuff does he review? Theme parks. And one church? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, there's so many reviews because he reviews uh he reviews this like is every single this is ride. Yeah. yeah, he he reviews every single ride and like every single restaurant at different uh theme parks okay can you please do a control f for irene we need to know if she appears in any of the rest of these places to take him to cults in the middle oh, of the no. desert okay hold on i can't i have I- i'm on my phone oh no i can't All right, well, i can't forget it forget it okay okay i can't but i mean i don't see irene anywhere else surprise he's married mm. mm-hmm. his wife and him go to a lot of different places they really like um, Hertz Rent a Car. <laughs> okay, so they did review Hertz Rent a Car as well. <laughs> they really like Six Flags, but Knott's Berry Farm is his favorite. Oh, that's yeah, I feel like you don't hear that perspective very often. It's his number two favorite park in the Cedar Fair chain. What I don't know what that. I means. didn't know. I didn't know it was part of that chain. Yeah, it's his number two favorite. Mm. Okay, so this guy's obviously a weirdo. Anyway, that was burying the lead. <laughs> Wait. That's <laughs> so he buried the lead oh, in I that. See. Yes, because we had gone somehow to that. Because anyway, the, the lead there is that he was taken to a cult in the desert by Irene, who he Irene, remembers because he she remembers. was loud. Because she was loud and dro- drove all the way from Colton every Sunday to go to this church. So <gasps> I love that. <laughs> that she drove in every day from Colton. That's so, That's so fucking far. funny. That's so specific too. To that church of all places. I mean, she was probably um, just looking for uh, other people to recruit to her weird cult in the desert. Yeah. She'd and been... it seems like it didn't work for Kevin. Not not for Kevin, Mr. Jollybee, Dino Man W. <laughs> it took me so long to guess Dino Man. <laughs> I kept being like, older. No, older and simpler. <laughs> you were like, prehistoric man. Yeah, no. I, th- I thought it was because... You said no, you had never heard anyone name. say it before. I've heard someone say prehistoric man. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Have you ever heard someone say Dino Man before right now? No, I don't think so. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dying because he reviews every single theme park and one church. <laughs> I guess Anna Hertz. Rent a car. Right. Well, and buried in at least this review is like an indictment of all religion. Yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't like church. He doesn't he doesn't like it. I don't know why he no. keeps going. I don't know why he keeps going. Three stars. Um three stars. Three stars. Almost got taken to a cult in the desert. Three stars. <laughs> three stars. <laughs> um but so these kids, okay, but you were, you were saying that you you yeah. used to take the bus. Yes. So I I took the bus to school all through elementary school and junior high school. Um, and my high school was just um, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. So I was, there was no, okay. like, I didn't have a freshman year the in freshmen. high school. Okay. Um, and when I went to high school, I was like, some of my friends can drive. Uh, you know, at, at, at the beginning of my, my sophomore year, some of my friends could drive and had cars. So I was like, I'm never going to take the bus again. I've been doing it for 10 goddamn years. I'm, I'm just not going to do it again. Um, and I just never did. 
uh, like, um, I either I would get a ride to school uh, with uh, either uh, friends, uh, either friends who were driving themselves or that their parents were driving them. Uh, and then on the way home, I would either catch a ride from someone who was uh, driving anywhere because high school kids will drive anywhere. They don't care. Oh, my God. Also, like they'll give rides to like pretty much anybody. Anyone. Like you can kind of like not even really be. It's so even funny. remotely on the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it like and it's interesting, like the types of when asking for a ride home from school. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know about you, but like I frequently went outside my friend group. Oh, totally. You could ask like, you anyone. Just, literally anyone. And they'd yeah. be like, OK, OK. Yeah. Where do you live again? <laughs> As yeah, you're getting like, in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it would never be on the way. No, it's never on the way. You're 20 minutes out of the way. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Because what? what are you they don't have anywhere to go be? home. Come on. Yeah. It's boring. No. Um, but so like the. But in junior high school, I did. I, I was taking the bus and had to like coordinate that with like I was staying late for like orchestra or track or like whatever dumb bullshit I was doing. Um, and so like all of the specifics that Lodunk throws in for like the reasons why they would have been taking it today that they wouldn't normally have been taking it or like the drama of their like being a new bus driver and the kids had to be like, you stupid idiot. This is this is the route. This is how you do it. All felt very fucking real to me. That's cool. Like I was having like little yeah. flashbacks to like, you know, being 14 years old and like realizing that you're like halfway through the the bus route and like the bus is going a different way than usual. And it's because it's like it's a sub and like they're following the actual like route as it's written and not as the normal bus driver who knows what they're doing, like makes better decisions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. I would have been kidnapped. I, I think I, I would have at least gotten to the point where they blew past um, like my subdivision. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was just wondering about like why when they're like getting off or does he maybe I miss this when they all get on the bus to like tell the kids to get off the bus. Do they have the gun right away? Yeah, I think he does. Oh, then never mind. Yeah. But even still, I was kind of counting on Glenn to like try something then. To just like, and he ne he doesn't. The only person who eventually like attacks one of these people is fucking Brucey. Brucey, Brucey. I know he does like a karate chop. I know he's like, ee! and it works. Yeah, it works because <laughs> he's full of rage and power. <laughs> That's right, and um, uh, like disappointment in his brother. Yeah, so full of disappointment. I did think it was really interesting the um kind of the the journey that like Bruce goes on in his like adoration of his brother to like really learning who he was. And at the same time, Bruce ends up getting what he wants, which is being interviewed by the uh, or Glenn. Does. By the, yeah. Or Glenn. Yeah. Glenn ends up getting what he wants, even though like everyone that was there now has this different view of him. Yeah. He's still by the public is going to be seen as this hero, which is exactly it's, what that's, he was that's all for. he wants. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't really know if everyone there has a different view of him. I guess Dexter has no thoughts about him. And, and Marianne has none. Yeah, I mean, Marianne doesn't have a thought in her pretty little head. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and Jess, Jess has, like never liked him, probably. Yeah, she. I think she just, yeah. And actually, Dexter always didn't like him. Yeah. Actually, Dexter saw through him right away. Yes, that's right. I yeah. do. <laughs> there is a conversation between um, Glenn's parents after they find out that they've been kidnapped. Where um, uh, the the father, who I believe is named Steve, um, is like <laughs> is like, oh, you know, I I, I just worry that uh, <gasps> Glenn's going to try to do something. What's that? What are you? 
gasping. No, I'm agreeing. I'm remembering yes. that moment. Um, and the mother is like, hey, have you ever looked in Glenn's eyes? Because they're like a shark. There's nothing yes. <laughs> behind his black evil eyes. It's truly a we need to talk about yes. Glenn yes. moment. I mean, I guess he didn't like school shooting everybody. But no, isn't that what the movie's about? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's too popular for that. He's he's like a, right. he's like a popular sociopath. Yeah, he's like what's his name? Um, Patrick Bateman. Yes, totally. He's American Psycho for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so these students does that timeline the, line up? Nineteen sixty-six. Could he fourteen years later be like a a day trader yeah. in New York? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. That's him. That's my headcanon, is that uh, Glenn uh, Kirtland becomes Patrick Bateman. I think it works. <laughs> it totally works. It totally works. Um, so all the, there's, there's five kids left. They blow past their like gated community. Um, they find out- And seemingly that, immediately off the paved road as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's like dirt road. Yeah. And this other car pulls up. And the station wagon, the, the station wagon, and then this woman who's like dumpy. We're told she's not pretty, yeah. And we look, Lodunk loves checking in on the attractiveness of the characters that we're dealing with, yeah. Bus driver who shouldn't be driving the bus, hot, hot woman, uh, driving the station wagon, unequivocally not hot. No, she's like fucking fell off the ugly tree, hit every branch <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> Landed on some ugly rocks. Landed <laughs> on some ugly rocks. Rolled down an ugly hill. <laughs> fell into an ugly lake. Drowned. Um, was resuscitated by <laughs> an ugly EMT. <laughs> um. Yeah. And uh, basically, all the kids are pretty much hot, except Bruce, who's like little, because he's younger. He's a freshman, right? But he will. And everyone else is a senior. Is that yeah. a word to believe? Okay. Um. But yeah, they all so yeah, the the station wagon pulls up um and is is Juan also in in the station wagon? When does Juan get on? Yeah, or Juan no, they, is they pick there. him up because uh uh oh, right. Buck who is driving the uh the, the bus, hot bus driver, um is like we had to stop and pick up my friend and then Juan gets on the bus. And again, right. only described by Lois Duncan as a Mexican. <laughs> yeah. No other really description of the man. Yeah. Um and Maybe he's the one who's got the gun because he's like he's yeah, their he's muscle. The one who has the gun. He's like yeah. the, their fixer. Um, yeah, but then uh, Bruce has one as well, but not yet because he he has one at the house. Oh, Buck, Buck. I mean Buck. Yeah. God, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buck has one as well, yeah. but he doesn't reveal it until they're at the cabin. Yes. So they make the kids get in the car, and Buck is like, "Okay, Juan is going to go into town, and he's going to be the one." coordinating with the families mm -hmm. and then he so and he gets a list of names and this was so funny to me that they're like okay who do we kidnap <laughs> oh my god yeah and then it turns out they only got like 40 percent of the people they wanted to kidnap Th they were planning to kidnap eight from six families and they only got five from four families yeah so they needed to ask for $15,000 per kid correct so they said $15,000 per kid but then but then they, it turns out that they were only expecting to get $60,000. And I couldn't wrap my head around whether that's because they were counting both of the Kitland kids as one or if because they had just written off um, Dexter's uncle because they couldn't get a hold of him. And so they were just oh. going to release that one kid for nothing. 
No, no. I think it was. Wait, what? <laughs> so the the money that Ron was supposed to be bringing to them, which oh right, yes. was supposed to be sixty thousand dollars, which would be enough for four kids at fifteen grand each. Oh yeah. So I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know, but I was also trying to figure out how much money that is. Oh, in like today dollars. In today money. Because it seems like for sixty thousand dollars to kidnap, kidnap. I know six kids, five kids. And then you got to split it with Juan, who is doing all the work. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so that is an inflation calculator here. Sixty k, one hundred twenty nine thousand seventy five dollars. Still not a lot. Still not that much. Is it because they're in New Mexico? I don't. I don't know. I because if they were know. like trying to kidnap people in like I don't know, like New York or. LA or right, something, then you would, would ask, ask for, for more. more. I mean, it's it's unclear because the things that they want to spend this money on are also like oh my God. the most I'm, low stakes bullshit. Yeah. And also like it I felt like it wasn't gonna be enough for like yeah. what yeah. they wanted to do. Well, cause yeah, because it was like we'll get a, a like a house, a car. Um well, I guess it makes sense actually because hmm. get this. So because I remember actually I think you might have been there when on an episode of Teen Creeps, when we did a, um, uh, we looked at like inflation of the U.S. dollar versus uh, land prices. Oh sure. And like land prices have gone up like way more exponentially. So you could buy like a house back then. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, average average price of a price. house, nineteen sixty six, twenty one thousand four hundred dollars. Okay. All right. So I mean that they're getting they're getting so, close to their to their dream life with that money. Yeah. I mean that's still not enough money though. It's still they're not stupid. enough. Yeah. For kidnapping. They have no plans. Yeah. For kidnapping. And then I they got to kidnap it. someone for a hundred thousand dollars. No, it's not worth it. And yeah, and you have to split it with, with each Juan. other. Yeah. And, well, and yeah, Juan. Well, yeah, with Juan and then each other, because Juan yeah. was going to get fifty percent of what they were taking home. Yeah. And then they were going to split the other half. Yeah. I, it's it's. I mean, they're these are like low rent criminals. They don't know what they're doing. No, um, they're not. They're not experienced. Mm -mm. It also was funny that she was like, "Bruce is going to do all the thinking and planning," and I was like, "He's not." Not really. He didn't even not. learn the bus route. Like he didn't. <laughs> he didn't even learn the bus route. Also, like they were so bad at actually keeping watch over these kids. Oh, th like they didn't do. Okay. So what, what they do is they, they take these kids to a, a cabin um, that's like two hours outside of um, uh, outside of Albuquerque. There's like a, a little town and they go like a little bit you know up into the mountains beyond this little town. Um, and it's like a hunting lodge or something. Um, and I think the one smart like kidnappery thing that they do is that they put the the boys in like a stress position on the ride up there? Yeah, where they have to like kneel in the back seat of of the car. Um, the girls, of course, get to sit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the boys are in like they're they're slowly torturing the boys, and of course, it's worse for poor Dexter because for reasons that have not been disclosed yet, um, he is weaker than the other boys. That was really smart, though, because then when they get the boys out, they can't overpower them, right? Because they know that they're outnumbered, right? Uh, and probably out muscled too. Like, yeah. Glenn is a Superman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he is, they constantly call him that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dino Man. <laughs> Mr. <Mister> Mr. <laughs> Jollybee himself. Mr. Jollybee himself. 
<laughs> you did a good job guessing that. <laughs> well, eventually. quite an impossible thing. If if if, you, if just like the random person, you'd have to try and make them guess mm -hmm. the phrase Mister Jolly, Jolly Bee. It would be very difficult. Yeah. Good so, job. Anyway, so yes. they're at the cabin, mm -hmm. and uh, the only the only thing that they do to like control the children that they've kidnapped is they put the girls in one room that they just refer to as like the bunk room. So I think it's just like a yeah. bedroom yeah. Um, <laughs> with like bookshelves and stuff like they're going through and just like of yeah, their own accord and just like stuff to do. They're just like hanging out. Um, and then the boys get shoved into this room that is very much like the basement at my parents' condo in <laughs> yes. early Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, and they just like stay there and like, and that's only for sleeping. They're allowed to like be together yeah. and talking and hanging out oftentimes outside of vision and hearing of the woman whose name is escaping me. Rita. Uh, outside of Rita's hearing and vision. And she's supposed to be watching them. Yeah. Because Bruce is off doing who knows what. I mean, what tr truly, what is Bruce off doing? Or not Bruce, Bruce, I'm so Buck. sorry. Yeah, Buck. you infected me with your- <laughs> Sorry, I infected you. Much like COVID. Oh, uh, no. Buck. 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 I don't know what Buck is doing ever. There's one He's time like going to get beers. Yeah, there's one time he goes and like gets drunk. I guess he goes into town to like talk to Juan about what's going on. Yeah. And then like relays that back to Rita. But so like Why didn't they just call Juan? I don't know. Okay. I don't just it, needed to get him away from them. Is there a phone at the hunting lodge? Probably not. Oh, probably not because they don't want the kids getting a hold of it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um most of this book is checking in on the parents. Yeah. Um, well, Lodunk, she likes to mm -hmm. hang out with the parents. She likes to humanize the parents, which like yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, it, yeah. And she she doesn't. It's, okay. Let's talk about Dexter's uncle for a little bit. Oh, um, my God. Because this guy. King of the book, man. He, he is guy, absolute prince. Um, yeah. He's got a job that is like he he's tricking people into like investing in his technology company or something. Yeah. Uh, and he does this by yeah. going to LA and New York and just like partying. <laughs> like he just goes to yeah. parties, wakes up at, you know, noon, takes a quick shower and then like takes some more meetings to get more investors. Yeah. Also, he seems like the type of person that would go to like a sex hotel, right? 100%. Like, a sex, yes. like not hotel, but like resort. Oh, no. Like he's spent time at Cloak and Dagger. He's been. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. He's been assaulted by Thomas Middleditch. Like all of this yes. is totally Have happened. you seen, uh, or did I talk to you about this hotel that I saw? It was. You saw a sex hotel? It was, I was, I mean, not in person, but I was driving to um, Palm Springs and there was like a, a billboard for this like sex resort. Hmm. And so I was like, well, I got to see what this is. So you check the Yelp so reviews. I, Kevin W. <laughs> Kevin, Mr. Jollybee, Dinoman W. Uh, no, I went to the website and it was very funny. I was looking at the pictures and there was like gallery. So I clicked it and like the first picture is like a glory hole maze. <laughs> and then the second picture <laughs> is the in-room <laughs> kitchenettes. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay so a glory hole maze yeah well I didn't really get what it was at first I had to zoom and enhance yeah because I'm I can't imagine that you're like oh yes yeah, a glory hole maze well I was just like what is this and then I zoomed and I was like oh there's holes right so it's not like a it's not like the shining where it's like a hedge maze mm -hmm. no no holes. it was like particle board <laughs> okay it's like deeply depressing yeah 
I mean, glory holes are deeply depressing. Yeah, and then multiply that by like a thousand. By like a fucking maze. Like, they're, yeah, <laughs> you think, what if you got lost? <laughs> and it's Palm Springs, so it's outdoors. Can you imagine like in the summer dying of exposure oh, in a glory hole maze? In a glory hole maze? That would yeah. have to be in your obituary. <laughs> <laughs> they legally can't not say it. They have to. They have, they have to, to say, say where if you died anywhere even remotely embarrassing, it has to be in yeah. your obituary. Yeah, he fell down and hit his head on the corner of a glory hole maze. Well, while attempting to, well, failing to escape from a glory hole maze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, but yeah, so this this dad or uncle is for sure going to these. Yeah, well, yeah 100%. And his name is like Chet or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he's a really cool guy. Um, yeah, he's really cool. But he doesn't want um, Dexter in his life. Well, it's not. It's not well, that he doesn't want Dexter in his life. He doesn't want to be like responsible for Dexter, right? And, and also, he actually kind of cares for him, but just doesn't yeah. really show it. Yeah. Well, and doesn't like. It's just like, hey, this is my life. My life is. Uh, I'm never here. I'm out late. Um, I prepare food for myself, but like, I'm not going to cook food for a kid. Um, and and he's like, do you want to live with me? And Dexter, whose parents had recently died, is like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll I'll, I'll live with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, well, all the other parents are getting these phone calls and being like, oh, how are we going to come up with this money? And like, what forces can we appeal to in our lives that have access to money? Um, Chet just fucking never gets the call. No. <laughs> and we check in on him a couple times. Like he comes home at like three o'clock in the morning from, from a meeting or something or clubbing or a date or it, it's not, yeah. it's not clear. Um, he turns off the phone. Uh, so he doesn't get the the message um, that his nephew has been kidnapped. Then he like goes to L.A. and like we spend time with him in his hotel room in L.A. Um, and like he very like briefly flashes on his on his nephew and is like, oh, I should call him. Tries calling the house, gets no answer, and it's like, oh well, yeah. And that's the last we hear of him. Yeah, he's true. Like he never knows. Yeah. On page, at least. Never knows on page. And even at the end, like, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, denouement here. Um, but very pointedly, there is no interaction between Dexter and his uncle at no. the end. No. Yeah. He, he's like, we're like spending time with these kids where like Dexter is like falling down out of a fucking station wagon after being forced into a stress position for four hours. And then he's like drinking an AMF on the beach, yeah, like not right. even like <laughs> no idea that the, his like ward, I guess, is like being kidnapped. And actually, he's probably one of the few that could definitely afford the ransom. He could 100% afford the ransom. He could pay for all of their ransom, probably, because he's a single guy with a successful career. And for, a house that's, it, by his own admission, too big for him. Yeah. Like, he lives in the ritzy part by himself. Yeah. In, like, a house that he refers to as, like, a party house. Or, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He's uh, like, this is my party this is my house, fuck my bachelor pad. pad. <laughs> yeah, it's fuck pad. He's got a he's got his own glory home maze. Oh, do you think he's bringing uh, women back to? He's got to be back to that. Uh, oh, for sure. Back to that place while Dexter's living there. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even think he like bothers to see if Dexter's like around. No, it doesn't even cross he just his does mind. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and he's for sure like tried to host an orgy. Oh, I think he's, he's definitely he's definitely succeeded. I don't know if he's succeeded in hosting an orgy while Dexter has been no, living no, there. No, no, not while Dexter was there. I think he tries, but then people show up and they're like, "Your fucking kids here?" And he's like, "No, he's my nephew. D don't pay attention to him." Yeah. And then yeah. everyone's like, "I, I don't, 
They're like, I, I don't know, I man. Go. The mood's kind of done. Nothing kills a kills an orgy faster than a seventeen-year-old fucking... polio victim. <laughs> survivor. I don't know what the right language is there. I think it's survivor. Yeah, that's probably right. I think like if we're gonna go like person positive, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like defeater. Yeah, polio defeater. Polio squasher. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, he did defeat polio. He did, but like it defeated his arm. Uh, and yes, like it, it's, it's unclear, like the extent of his, uh, limitations, um, from his time with polio, but like his arm is like smaller. Um, mm-hmm. and there's something else like a, about like his chest that he's like emaciated somehow or. Yeah. It's like his shoulder and his arm are like not at all developed yeah. at all. Um, whereas like the rest of his body is, and he's very, very um, self-conscious about it, especially because we find out as he's thinking back to his life um, that he there was this girl he used to like in New York and he was supposed to, and he was like kind of flirting with her and they were kind of having a flirtation and I, maybe they'd gone on a couple of dates or something. And then he was supposed to go to this beach thing and he made up some excuse that he wouldn't go. And then he overhears her talking to a friend. This is so fucking brutal. So hard. Where she says, she's like laughing. And she's like, oh, I'm glad he's not going because, I mean, he looks looks fine in a jacket and all. But if I had to be seen with him on the beach, like there is no way. Or something like that. Like I'd die if I had to be seen with him on the beach. It's really. In a swimsuit. Really cruel. um, Yeah. That. Oh, and the fact that he's like there to hear it too. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Either saying the mean thing, hearing the mean thing about you or being party to either of those things? Uh, I have heard people talking shit about me a lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, high school, mm-hmm. you know, and then like my cousins are like a big group. Like we're all around the same age yeah. and so like oftentimes i would hear uh i had two mean cousins and so i would hear them you know either talking bad about me or talking bad about my parents or whatever to the other cousins and like that was always really shitty and then you'd have to like wait and be like okay how much time before i step in like i'm gonna let them right. finish talking shit about me so that, so that you way you don't have to confront them yeah about the fact they were talking shit about you yeah, like whereas now I would probably be like, "What the fuck are you saying about me?" <laughs> right, you know, and like in in that way, it almost turns it like into a joke, but like was the one that's still kind of real, right? Like, yeah, still actually, deal with recently, recently, I did have someone that I overheard them a talking shit about me, and then b blaming me for something that was definitely their fault. Oh, which yeah, that's and worse. it was on set. It was on set and I like from that moment like was like, okay, this person is not here to to help me. Like this person yeah. actively wants me to fail. So I need to. Yeah. Reassess. Reassess and like assert my own self yeah. too and like protect my own interests, um, which then I did. And then it ended up being smoother. Yeah. But it sucked. It, it really it sucked because it also like I was viewing the other person's response to it and they weren't standing up for me. And so that 
Yeah, that that's also hard too, though, because like you know when when a friend of yours is talking shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's some amount of like just like listening to them talk the shit, right? Right. Because like, right. we we all have to vent, right? Um, and you know sometimes it's like really warranted, and sometimes like mm-hmm. you're just sort of expressing your feelings, and you know as soon as you express it, it won't matter anymore, um, right? But it's <laughs> doesn't make it hurt any fucking less, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think this, it wasn't even like a personal thing or like a thing, you know, it was like a work situation. And it was like, this person was misrepresenting me, which like that, that makes me fucking crazy. Yeah. That's fucking with your cash. Like, yeah. Get the hell out of here with that. Yeah. That's no good. So it, it kind of became a thing where I was like kind of worried about like my reputation being smeared because of this person. Um, but, I think later on there were other people that were then like <laughs> that person sucks. And I was oh, like, okay. Oh, okay. So you were vindicated in the end. I was completely vindicated, like over, over vindicated. Like literally later, everyone on set was like, that person's a problem. And I was like, Oh, okay. 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 Whew, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, so, like, um, um, the, uh, the, the story is, have it, you, has it happened to you? So n- not really. Um, I think people, when, when people are talking shit about me, I think they're pretty good about knowing I'm not around. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was one time, there was one time Colin was talking a little shit about me on a podcast, um, <gasps> but it's okay. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. And I've accepted the criticism. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it was about, um, there was some time that I, I had texted our, our, uh, same day shipping group thread. Um, uh, about like, oh man, I miss like going to bars and like hanging out with you yeah. guys. Um, and, uh, Colin on, um, come on now, sugar, the, um, mm-hmm. uh, Veronica Mars podcast that he does with Ryan Mogi. Um, what, uh, friend of the show, Ryan Mogi, <laughs> friend of the show, Ryan Mogi, um, that, that, uh, that, that came up on the show, um, as is want to do because they do three hour episodes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he was like just talking shit about like uh, that, uh, that like I will frequently uh, turn down his invitations to uh, go and like drink in a bar in uh, times before COVID. Um, and just that, that it doesn't was, mean a that you can't miss it. And yeah. B, maybe that was just his invitation. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm no. not, I don't think that's true. I can't I can't speak as to your and his private interactions, but I'm just saying. Well, I am also I'd like. The the reason why I like am not actually that mad about it is that like I know I'm bad at accepting inv- invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, it it was just it was just weird to hear like the smack talk about me, even though I was like, yeah, okay, that's accurate, and I should work on it. Um, yeah, uh, but it was still just weird to hear it about me. Well, it wasn't like directed at me. That was someone. That's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny that you were like people that are talking shit about me usually are really good at doing it in a way that like you're not listening when that was on a podcast. Well, okay, but this was, <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. is Colin. <laughs> I know it's Colin. Yeah. And also I think he was getting us back because we were giving him shit for not following us on Twitter. That's a great point. Uh, and we mm-hmm. will never live that down. No. Um, but no. the, the, the story as it was told in, uh, in ransom, um, uh, made me think of, uh, an experience that I had in high school where, um, we, uh, we were 
I, I was in a strolling strings group in in high school. It's like a, a what, okay, okay, pause. So it's like an orchestra. What is strolling strings? It's like orchestra, except um, everyone's walking around. Um, oh, so like if I were at school, I could not escape you. No, like I couldn't. You, 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 would you, you guys could. follow people? Well, not not at school. <laughs> <laughs> we would we would play at like country clubs and uh, I see. like big dinners right so then like were you walking while playing yes oh so uh, the violins violas cellos i play bass um how did you walk with that so bass was hard to do and we usually spend most of the time just like anchored up uh at like the the stage where there were right um people like mic'd up and everything um but we would also like roam in between songs and like kind of post up with um, the other clusters of instruments that would like kind of go around the room. Um, but so I was, I was in this strolling strings group in, in high school, the golden strings, Tremper high school's golden strings. Um, and we were, uh, <clears throat> we went to Germany and Austria one summer. Um, and, uh, we were like, uh, you know, there's spent we, we played, I think twice, I think we performed twice while we were there, but just had like a week to like sightsee and like, you know, it's just an excuse to get, you know, 50 high school kids on, on a plane and travel to Europe. Um, and, uh, we were taking some pictures and my girlfriend, uh, was like, all right, let's, let, let's, let's get another picture before Jillian comes back. And who Jillian was just someone that like, you know, right. we weren't friends with, um, right. who had been sort of like hanging out, you know, hanging around us. Um, and not that there was anything wrong with her, but she just like, wasn't part of like right. our group. Um, right. And Jillian was like six feet no. away from her. No, and it was just like, no, 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 no. I'm no. right here. <laughs> oh my God. Did she, so what happened? Did she like, we all blacked out. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. That is brutal. Yeah. And it's like, I, I had like that same, like hot flash, like flashback. Yeah. Uh, reading, reading ransom. That's like nowhere near as mean as what she says in ransom though. No, that's true. That's true. But it is that feeling, right, of like the panic hot in your belly mm -hmm. where you're just like, fuck, oh no, uh. Oh no, someone was just mean and they didn't realize they were being mean to the person instead of just. Who's right there. Instead of just like aimlessly talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's meaner. It's meaner if they can hear. If they. Yep. It's meaner if you think they can't hear you. Yes. Do it that way. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, also, his parents are dead. <laughs> his parents are fucking dead. How did they die? I don't remember. Mom died. I don't remember. I don't know. They died. Yeah. And then so he had to live with uncle. But the whole time uncle doesn't even know he's. Doesn't know he's kidnapped. Kidnapped. Um, Marianne, basically her uh, mom divorced her very rich dad. And Marianne has all these fond memories of like her dad always like being this very big presence and like coming home and like being like, where's my family? The king is home, which is so yeah, do you know this type? I know this type. I know this type, and it's such a great way to demonstrate this type of person. Yeah, yep. Because, of course, he's not going to fucking think about his family when he is divorced from them. No, no, not. I mean, he'll he'll think about them later in life when he becomes, like, born again. Um, yeah. Because it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that is, like, the gregarious life of the party makes a ton of money when they're younger. Um, like, they're going to hit, like, 45 or 50 or something. And they're going to look to Christ. <laughs> the 
way you like <laughs> jutted your hand. I just feel like that was like very personal. Do you personally know somebody who's like I this? Do. I do. I knew it. I do. This this is a a friend's dad uh, okay. who had the type of personality where like you would go uh, when when we would stay over at his dad's house. Um, he would give us each a hundred bucks, <laughs> just like. He, like, look, I, I can, I can buy your, your love and attention. And- Hold on, I have a question about this. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the man who'd place a stack of bills on the table? No, and that's, the tip would get smaller. No, that's not my story. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but re- I, I think that's a Mogi story, right? I can't. I can't it remember. Is? I can't remember. I swear you told this. No, that no, there no. was like a guy. No, his his oh. thing was that he would walk into a bar or a restaurant, especially if he'd never been there before, and he would you're announce right, himself right, right. by saying, "Big tipper." Big tipper. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's yours. Yes. Yep yep, yep. 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 I do recall now. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. So anyway, he would give you a hundred bucks he just was, to be like, "I'm Mr. Big Money." I'm Mr. And Big I'm Money, and I'm fun, and you. Kids are going to go and like rent some movies and buy some magazines and some candy and stay at my house. Right. Yeah. Um, but then he became born again. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. Probably because, you know, he was having a mortality situation, you know. Probably. Oh, God. Yeah. All of this money, all of me being so fun, that's not forever. Right. You know what is okay. forever? Jesus. The undying love of Christ. Yes. <laughs> The Undying Love of Christ, which you can find at Holy Hill Community Church. Three out of five stars. Three out of five stars. Um, okay, so then that's Marianne. Oh, and she like is a bitch to her stepdad. Her stepdad, Ron. <laughs> which honestly, Ron, I know you're trying. Like Ron casting in my head. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley of like t- 15 years ago. Sure. I mean, I, I could also see someone like a uh, like a Thomas Lennon. Yeah, I could see that as well. Um, yeah, but like definitely someone that you're like, oh, you're so close to not being a dweeb, but yeah. you are a dweeb. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know what to do because Marianne just doesn't want to accept me. Like Marianne had uh, was going to go home uh, from school and he That's was right. like, oh, I'll give you a ride. So he drove all the way to school and she like locks eyes with him and then just gets on the That's bus. Right. <laughs> And like swinging her skirts and just being like, fuck la, you. La, la. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Oh, well. And then goes home. home. And then he's the one who has to like basically do all of the kidnapping wor- or the ransom work. Why, why is he the one to do that? Why? Why is why? he? Is it because like all the parents he's the are- the only man? Oh, wait, no, well, the other. Yeah. The brother's parents. Yeah. Who we think his name Steve. <laughs> Steve, the father. Steve possibly. Kirtland. Um, yeah. the only name that the only last name that gets used over and over again for some reason. Yeah. Um the the Kirtlands. Um yeah. I wonder who Lois Duncan knew that was named Kirtland. Yeah. Um, probably, yeah. Yeah. Maybe like Kirkland and then she changed one letter. Mm. <laughs> so she was like she was just like seeing bottles of water and was like, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Way back in the nineteen sixty-six, she was walking You're through right. Costco. <laughs> And she was like, you know, this Kirkland vodka is basically Grey Goose. Um, but way cheaper. Way cheaper. It's true. Actually, I think it is Grey Goose. Um, yeah. No, I think you're right that it's yeah. like the exact same product. And then the their inside. Kirkland shampoo is like fancy as well. Yeah. But also cheap as shit. Cheap as shit. Yeah. Um, okay. So. <laughs> so where are the, we? <laughs> the Okay. And then we have these brothers. One is a 
uh, skinny little freshman dweeb, and one is a uh, hunky uh, sociopath. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 there's just like various like the kids try to escape, they can't. They try to escape. They try to escape like once. I mean, the the time that they try to escape is the escape is attempt that borderline successful. That's borderline successful. So the 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 plan is uh, that Dexter knows how to hotwire a car. So he's mm-hmm. going to hotwire the station wagon at night, and then they're all going to get in the car and drive away. Like that's the extent of their fucking plan. Mm-hmm. It's a one step plan: hotwire the car. Yeah. Um, and they are aided in this by the fact that Buck comes home drunk. Um, so like he should be sleeping pretty heavy, um, slash is impaired when, when they try to escape. Um, also getting the keys is uneventful. Yes. Completely uneventful. They get the keys successfully (laughs) and it's fine. One girl distracts Rita while the other one goes in and gets the keys. And that's, that's just the keys to my parents' basement in their condo in in Hurley to let the boys out. Yeah. Yes. Um, not the keys to the car because they have to hotwire it. Right. Um, so they successfully start the car, but then, but then stop it. Yeah. They don't go. And you know, what? Bruce, I wonder if the car is uh manual. And so like it idled and turned Meaning off. What? The, oh it, yeah. It not, maybe. not an automatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to drive a stick shift. Did you, mm-hmm. um, did you like it? It was fine. Would you ever go back to it? Fun. No. Yeah. If I lived in a place that had no hills, then sure. Hill, hills are a nightmare, man. Uh, when yeah, when it's you're driving the manual, ass. I and like parking on a hill is mm-hmm. bullshit. And getting out of a spot if you're like back and not like reverse rear-ending somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. It, that that was my there. Uh, I lived in Hawaii for a couple months, um, and there were some times that I was driving my brother-in-law's um, pickup truck, which was like a a manual. Um, and it's in fucking Hawaii, and they live like in a valley in the middle of the island. Um, yeah. So like to get out of the neighborhood, you had to like drive up these hills. Um. And every single time I ha- had like stopped at at a light where like it's a hill. Oh, did you stall? Like, I just yeah, and then like panicked. Um. It's no. Yeah. It's it's no fun. And then I'm you know yeah. I'm also I'm driving his car, so like I also don't want to like wreck it or yeah. like mess up the. I probably did, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I did not like it. It's not like, I'm glad I know how to do it, mm-hmm. I guess, but I feel like it's becoming less and less common these days, unless you're driving like a fancy, like, you know, really like super, you know, a supercar or something. Not that I don't, I don't think I ever, Oh, would. a fancy supercar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like a supercar, yeah, like an R8 or something, or mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, a Lotus or like, you know. Or One of those cars, Lamborghini, something like that. Or if you're like a big rig trucker, like sure, that that's all. There's, or if I became a big rig trucker, which you might, <laughs> which I might. Who knows? Um, Who knows what the future will bring? But, exactly. But the car I drove was like a little Toyota Celica. It was like mm. not fancy or a big rig. I am jealous of you learning on a small car. the mm-hmm. The first time I drove uh, a stick. Uh, transmission a uh, uh, manual i was uh driving a flatbed truck in downtown kenosha wisconsin what yeah um i was working was it because you it was not your car i assume no i, w- I was working a construction job um this is for the big tippers uh construction company i worked for Stop. his construction company um the tendrils of influence that this man had in your life huge yes <laughs> he made me who i am today <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, your tip is getting smaller. <laughs> um, but uh, so we uh, we had like lent uh, this truck and some like barricades and stuff to the city for a like Fourth of July parade, and so mm. we we were um, sent downtown to pick all this stuff up. So I was down there with like a, a couple of the other like shop guys mm. and you know people were like finishing up um getting stuff together and then they're like okay and then uh and then someone just needs to drive four back the four being the the number of of the truck um, yeah of the flatbed and i was like oh I, I i i can drive the truck back um and then i got in it and realized that was when you learned that knew it was what stick. it was yeah stop yeah and no one was there to teach you how to do it? No, and this is fucking like before like cell phones were normal. Yeah, you can't so, just Google it. Oh my God, yeah, fuck. Yeah, so I just had to fucking learn. So was it just like... Yeah, like, of course it was. <laughs> were you just in second the entire time? Fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, it It took me like an hour to get back to the shop. It would normally take like 20 minutes. Um, yeah. And they were like, hey, where were you? And I was like, I didn't know how to drive that thing. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, I have a question about Big Tipper. Yeah. When he became born again, was he still fun? Ooh. Tough to say because by by that point I was seeing through I see. I was seeing through the fun to be like this isn't actually fun. This is you pretending we're having fun. Right. You know what I mean? Um yes. so I'm sure he still spends the same way. He definitely still like eats and drinks and encourages everyone else to eat and drink the same way that he used to. Um so probably is probably still fun in the same way, which is to say mm. not actually fun. Right. Okay. Yeah. But then okay. we'll also like tell you that you're going to hell and <laughs> should go to church. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So that part's less that, that part's fun. the same. Um okay, so these kids, they are um so so they Bruce comes in and he's like, Hey guys, Dexter's got the car running to fucking Buck, who's in the living room. Getting another beer. Getting, getting another beer. He hasn't gone to bed. He's just, or maybe he has. He's just drinking in he, bed. Still drinking. It's So then. Should, uh, sorry, before we keep going with what the, the kids do, should we get into the Buck and Rita of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just give a rundown of Buck and Rita. So Rita cleans houses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, as previously established, uh Homely as a mule's ass, right? Yeah, she's she fucking is, ugly. Dude. She is ugly. Buck, attractive. And he fixes stuff? He's like a handyman or like Yeah, a, that's how they met. He was fixing mm -hmm. something in a place she was cleaning. And then they started dating and are just like together. But like th thus ends the character characterization of like either of these characters, right? I mean, it's just that she uh, basically is like, I'm just going along with this because uh, – if I ever like try to put up a fight about what we're doing, like he will leave me and I'm never going to get somebody like him. He is so hot. Cause he's so hot. You see him. He's so hot. You see me. I'm so ugly. I never get someone this hot again. And the girls are like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he is hot. Yeah. Marianne's like, mm, he is very hot and you are quite ugly. And there's a really quiet, like class thing happening here too, where yes. like, um, you know, they don't make a lot of money, Rita and Buck. Um, and the reason that they're kidnapping these kids is that they're all from like the rich subdivision. Um, and you know, Rita does kind of like spit it, spit back at them at some point that like, you know, the little rich girls, like, you know, what do you know about whatever? Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It all feels like really underplayed. 
Well, and it turns out that they're actually not little rich girls. <laughs> right, right. That's because, right. Because uh, um, Jess mm-hmm. is an army brat whose parents are, for the first time, not living on the base because yeah. the mom found a listing to rent a short-term rental. Yeah, during and the winter. Like, well, yeah. yeah, and she's like, maybe like this will give her a chance to you know, live somewhere nice with like rich other rich kids and like this she'll never get this experience again. And then uh, Marianne used to be rich, but dad split, mm-hmm. Mr. Big Tipper, and now like the only asset that they have is this house. It's like um you know how a lot of those like uh historic land title people in like England yeah. are have like no cash, but they have like a castle right. that costs a lot of money to maintain. It's like that. Yeah, so like the only people who seem to have, I mean, I guess Chet, as discussed, uh, Dexter's uncle has money. Yeah, he's got money, but and the can't get the, hold of him. the brothers. Right. Yes, the 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 Kirtlands do have. They don't have a ton of money, but they seem to be doing all right. Yeah, enough so that they are able to come up with the uh, money for another child that's not theirs. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about how fucked up it is that uh, uh, Marianne's father. The, this uh, probably about to be born again type yeah, uh, doesn't kick in any money. In fact, when he hears that any money is asked for from him, he, he immediately hangs, hangs up. up. Your daughter is fucking kidnapped, dude, and you just hang up the phone. Though I gotta ask, I gotta ask, how do you yeah. think Marion brought it up? Did she say, yeah. your daughter has been kidnapped, we need help paying the ransom? Or did she say, hey, we need money? <laughs> I think she might have said, hey, we need money because also, it didn't seem clear that like he knew she was kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he is just like as soon as he heard the word money, he hung up and he's not answering any calls. Which I mean, honestly, you got to set some boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fun dad did nothing wrong. <laughs> Hashtag fun dad nothing wrong. I wanted to talk a little bit about Glenn. Mm-hmm. Since we're getting on a hashtag, so and so did nothing wrong. So you texted me hashtag Glenn did nothing wrong. That's right. Okay, Glenn. A sociopath. Yes. He hit and ran a student at school. Right. <laughs> who was on a scooter. At night. That's sad. Yeah. You hit someone on a scooter when you're on in your car. Yeah. And he's put in and the other kids put in the hospital for days. And, and he makes up some lie. It's severe enough also that uh the kid's sister is also out of school for days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like it has to be by his side because it's touch and go. Right. So he gets home and he's like, Oh, I someone hit me with their car. And and Brucey Bruce is Brucey. like, <laughs> they start calling him Brucey like later in the book. And I was like, retroactively, yeah. I'm just making him Brucey the whole yeah, time. It's cute. It's cute. Brucey. Yeah. But so, so Brucey. Oh yeah. And then Glenn's like, oh, and I, I, the insurance payments, I, I, I let them lapse. So I don't have insurance right now. So we can't, we can't um, report this. Right. He's like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go really quick and get this repainted or fixed, but I'll just tell dad I'm getting it repainted and you're just not going to tell mom and dad, right? And Bruce is like, well, gee whiz, I don't know about lying to mom and dad. And he's like, like grabs him and he's like, you're not going to tell him, right? And he's like, and and oh God. And then that moment when Bruce is like, he's touching me. I I was like, oh my God, Bruce. Or the moment when he only feels connected to his brother when Bruce is, or when Glenn is asleep and they were share a room and he could line up his breathing with his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And Bruce could line it. Uh, that 
I mean, how do you not become a self-involved so- sociopath with a yeah. brother that idolizes you to to that degree? To that degree, yeah. I mean, and also just like being, you know, uh, naturally like athletic. I assume it's natural. I, yeah, I, I don't think you put in a lot of hard work or whatever or yeah. steroids. Um, yeah. And he's a hottie. Like he's primed to be a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has. It's a perfect storm mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. So hashtag Glenn did nothing wrong. Glenn did nothing wrong. Here's the thing. Did he make a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all make mistakes. We though. all make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and is he overly selfish? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does he want to ditch everyone else? Only so we can save them later. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's going to save them eventually. Yeah. yeah totally. I mean, yeah. he, he is in a scenario where he's on like a four person escort mission, right? That yeah. he, he's like the one, he's the video game protagonist and the four of them are like the ones with bad collision that can't make it through the door. Yes. So he, yes. he's like, just let me go and get help and, and then uh, we'll, we'll be fine. But that's, you know, they all want to like stick together. Um, I just, I just think that they should, <laughs> they should have trusted him more. I also think, okay, this was the moment where I was like, this is the moment that turns you against him, Brucey. Mm. So... Brucey is running outside, almost gets mowed down by Buck in his car because Bruce has now, or Buck has now gotten in the car and is like trying to murder Bruce. Bruce jumps out of the way and it's very icy. And so the car skids, flies off of a cliff, full explosion. Mm -hmm. He's on fire. And Glenn is like, damn, okay, well, problem solved. Let's go. Yeah, we beat him. Yeah. Like that counts as a win for us. And Brucey's like, wait, we're not going to go down there to make sure he's okay? Like at that point, I was like, Brucey? Yeah. You fucking chump? Like, what do you do? Yes, go run away. Yeah. Also, like, he tried to kill you. What do you think you're going to do? Like, exactly. The car flipped and exploded and fell off a cliff, dude. Yeah. Even if you, even if that was like your friend. You would go, you would yeah. go and check on him, but like you can't pull someone out of a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like a fireball. Yeah. A literal fireball. Yeah. And then that's the moment where he's like, Uh-oh. you're not going to go down there. And Glenn is like, no, no dog. And he's like, but he's a human being. Like that moment, I was like, Bruce, Fuck you deserve you, Bruce. whatever fucking happens to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. and this that- is also moments after the- Buck shot Dexter. Yeah. Buck shot. I mean, I don't know if he knows that. He knows that Buck shot. He he heard a gunshot though. He heard a gunshot and he heard Dex fall. That's true. And Dex gets shot and he, oh, also side note, Dex has had a crush on Jess, Jess this entire time. Mm -hmm. And she's had a crush on him. And, um, Jess has to like tend to his wound. And then he's like, no, don't look at me. And she's like, you're beautiful. And then she kisses him and he's like, oh my God. And they are happily ever after whatever. So there's like one love story for that. But it's, it's, you know, he doesn't want her to see like in, in, uh, treating his gunshot wound. He doesn't want her to see his arm. Right. Um, and, uh, so like he puts up a little bit of a fight and then, uh, she's like, I need to do this, and like you know, pulls pulls the jacket he's off, bleeding out. Yeah, and you know, the, <laughs> you know, he does the like, oh, you could now never love a cripple or whatever. Oh yeah, he says that. Yeah. Um, and 
she goes on a fucking tirade, uh, yeah. sort of like dressing him down to be like, uh, it, it's weird because it's less how dare you say that about yourself and more how dare you say that about me that I wouldn't like you because you're different. Yeah, she- it reminds me of like when, <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> if you are like, you're like, oh, if you tell someone like, hey, this thing that you did hurt my feelings mm-hmm. and they're like, how could you think that about me? And you're like, okay. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm just telling you what I experienced. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, she is. She does make it very much about her. Um, she, uh, what part of what she says? Uh, I grabbed a picture of it because it made me laugh. Um, she says, "I've heard symphonies written by blind composers and seen cathedrals designed by dying artists, and none of them was a cripple. None of them. It's bitterness that makes a person a cripple. Bitterness and meanness and smallness. It's an emptiness inside them, not anything to do with their bodies." Which. Honestly, I think for the time that was a fairly forward like way to think about mm-hmm. like such a slur, you know, where it's like yes. That word doesn't apply to you. Right. Like it's just um, it's just funny that she leads with I've heard symphonies by yeah, blind she, composers and it's like, "Oh, well, clearly then you are <laughs> I know. an ally to the blind." <laughs> Fuck I, you. It's Jess. very like I have a black friend. It's totally kind of I have a black friend. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does make it a lot about her, but he appreciates what she has to say, and mm-hmm. so then they kiss again. And yeah, he he yay. asks for a second kiss. Yeah, because so. she does kiss him at first. Yeah, he asks for a second one. Yay, they end up together. So Bruce and Glenn, meanwhile, are outside. Uh, this car is on fire, um, mm-hmm. and Bruce is like, "Well." Bruce goes down to check on Buck in this car. Oh, but before he goes down, do you remember what Glenn says? I mean, it's probably something like, I'm going to go straight to the newspaper. (laughs) No, he goes, oh, well, you're just going down to where the car is and then you'll go back. Like, I have a pretty far way to walk. So can I wear your jacket? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. He takes the jacket. And and Bruce gives it to him. Yeah, of course he does. (laughs) Glenn can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glenn did nothing wrong. Um, so then yeah, so they'd split ways. But then now we gotta catch up with what uh Ron is up to because Stepdad Ron. Stepdad Ron Marianne's stepdad. Uh has been America's stepdad. Uh has Oh my god, America's stepdad. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? I said Marianne's stepdad, but I thought you wow. said America's stepdad. America's stepdad. Yeah. I need a shirt that says America's, America's stepdad. stepdad. That's oh, so I would good. wear the shit out of that shirt. Is there like a uh like a celebrity persona that right now that is America's stepdad? Hmm. Mm. That's, that's an interesting role. Yeah. I don't know. Someone who lets you get away with things that r- your mom wouldn't let you get away with. Yeah. But also you kind of don't really like. Yeah. We may have to circle back around. <laughs> okay. Let's circle back. Let's circle back. Uh, tweet at us if you have an idea for who America's stepdad might be. Yeah. Ha- hashtag it. Um, hashtag America's stepdad. Hashtag America's stepdad. Um, okay. Uh, so Ron. Yeah. Ron. Ron- Whoa, Ron's plan to me Reckless. <laughs> was highly risky. <laughs> so Ron, Ron has everyone else's money, right? He's taking like yeah, uh, yeah. He's taking everyone else's money and whatever he can cobble together of like his share of it, which yeah. is not enough. Um, no. He does not have sixty thousand um, dollars in the trunk of his no. car. No, and actually, at so- at some point, I wasn't convinced that he had any money in the trunk of his car. He didn't have any money. He didn't bring any. Didn't anything. have. Didn't bring any money. Okay, great. Um, yeah, but I he, mean, he 
he collected money from the other parents, but he, or maybe he never did. Yeah, I don't know, right? But they sort he, of gloss over. He doesn't over. have it in the car, though. You know what he, he does have in the car? In the car. Oh, I, yeah, correct. His wife's ex-husband's gun <laughs> <laughs> that he hides in like the cushion of the seat like a rip in the upholstery i'm surprised he didn't like accidentally corn dog himself you would think he would right yeah <sighs> right up the butane uh and has literally no plan he has no None. plan his plan is he's going to meet juan at this church um and figure it out from there yeah yeah he's like well I can figure it out. He's like, okay, where's Marianne? You got to show me Marianne. And Juan's like, show me the money first. And he's like, I need to know that Marianne's okay. I have the key. I'll, I'll give you the key. It's locked in the trunk. And so Juan's like, fine, drive me up and I'll show you where to go. So they go up. I can't believe Juan capitulates to this. Um, Cause like, <laughs> he's right. He's like, you care more about your daughter than I do about the money. Yeah. So like I hold all the cards. He says I hold all the cards here, and then mm -hmm. like uh, Ron just has to say it like one more time, and Juan's like, "Okay, you're right." Yeah, it, there was no reason why Ron would change his mind, or Juan would change. <laughs> oh no, Ron and Juan. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh no. <laughs> why Juan would change his mind, but he does, and he's just like, "Okay, fine. This is the way to go." So they're like driving, driving, driving. Juan, Juan is in see? the passenger seat. Yeah, Juan's like. Turn right here, go straight here, like telling him which way to go. Uh, and then they just like stumble on Glenn, who is mm -hmm. making his way down the mountain, already thinking about like what he's going to say to the newspapers, um, wearing Buck's jacket, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and like Juan busts out of the car and is like, you know, pulls his gun and is like, fucking get in the car and like, we're going back up and I'm going to put all you fucking kids back where you belong. Um, so now, Ron is driving. Juan is in the oh, backseat. But during that moment. Oh, yes. During that moment, Ron's like, ah, shit, and gets the gun out of the That's cushion right. and right. into his like members only jacket pocket. <laughs> and it works. It works. It's fine. Right. It doesn't accidentally go off. He doesn't shoot no. a testicle off or anything. No. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. And so he's like, okay, back in the car. We're going back up. They go back up. Glenn's like, fuck, shit. I was going to be. You shouldn't and have come. No one pays a ransom for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was absolutely fucking humiliated that someone would pay a ransom for him because he wanted to fight his way out. And he was like, honestly, I'd rather die than someone pay a ransom and get me free. Do you find it humiliating or emasculating if you were kidnapped to be uh, someone to pay a ransom to get you back? No, but I mean, there are people who think like washing your ass crack is gay. That's true. Hey, fellas, is it gay to <laughs> have a clean ass crack? Not, mm -hmm. not gay at all. No, you should just do it. You should it. just do it. Ass crack especially. Fucking shit yeah. comes out of that thing. Yeah, that's where doo-doo comes out. Clean it. it. Smells the worst. Yeah. So So they're back yeah, up at the cabin. Yeah. They go back to the cabin and and Juan is like holding a gun and he's like, get the fuck over here and like telling people to go where they gotta go, whatever. And Steve no, Brucey at this point. Oh yeah, Brucey. Does a like a karate chop. Wait, first, first though, first oh. he's like Ugly lady. What's her name again? Rita. Lisa. Rita. Rita. He's like, Rita. Buck's dead. <laughs> and she's like, what? What? That's not true. That's not true. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. And he's like, it is true. But I've got things that I'm trying to come to terms with. So I'm going to be quiet for a second. Okay. So then they come in. 
and then Buck, and then Bruce does something. Uh, uh, yeah, Bruce does a karate chop. Is described the motion is described as a slice in yeah. the hook, um, yeah. and knocks the gun out of Juan's hand, or at least like knocks it away yeah, it, from. It falls onto the ground. Falls onto the ground. Well, that's right, because Glenn ends up getting a hold of it. <laughs> but yes. fucking Ron uses this moment of confusion to pull the gun out of the inside pocket of his members only jacket. Um, <laughs> that was like it was a zipper closed, right? So he had to yeah. open this, pull it out and just shoot, just fire blindly. And I at, cannot believe he just shot blindly. At some point, it is revealed that this is the first time he's shot a gun. Yeah. Luckily, what a hero. luckily, no one is injured. Right. Because there are two kidnappers in the room, yes, but also five children. <laughs> there are so many people in the room. I, like, never wildly shoot a gun into a room, right. ever. never. But, like, especially not when you're in a tiny room with, like, eight other people who don't know you're going to be doing that, so they don't know to, like, get out of the way. You barely know that you're doing you it. You don't know what you're doing. You're just like, ah! <laughs> and then shoot. Um, Thankfully, it just startles everybody. It just startles everybody, gives uh, Glenn the opportunity to pick up Juan's gun and, you know, have the, his heroic moment, like standing over him. And uh, again, a little bit weird to uh, call him Superman again in this moment. Yes, uh, it because is. he's holding a gun. Superman doesn't use guns. Superman stupid. doesn't use a gun. Yeah. He uses laser eyes. That's right. Or just punch someone like a hole through their fucking head. Yeah. Punch someone into the sun. Yeah. Superman is scary. I don't Superman trust is scary, deeply scary. You gonna play that Suicide Squad game? Uh, I don't know. Well, do we, we don't know when it's coming out, right? No, I just saw a teaser for it. Uh, the th here's the thing: is I love those Arkham games. Um, Me too. They're fun. They're fun gameplay, smooth. Yes, very smooth. Is it a multiplayer thing? Could we play it together? I think it is. I think you can play multiplayer. I think because I think we should play. I would do that. Let's do that. That'd be fun. I want to beat up Superman. Yeah, I, I want to beat That'd up be Evil the Flash. Yeah. Um. The uh. The other one. Um. Gotham Knights. That's also multiplayer, right? Yeah, we should play that. We should. I would play that. It looks fun. Yeah. You get to play as Nightwing. Come on. Yeah, that's fun. Um. Okay. So there's a karate chop. <laughs> um. And oh, and then Mar Marianne is like run, <laughs> and then they hug. And she's like, my dad doesn't care about me. I don't have a father. I never have a father. And then Ron says, you do yeah. now. You do now. You have a father now. I'll I don't be know your father now. <laughs> Is that what he said? Okay, wait, what does he say exactly? Uh, you have one now. Okay. Oh, shit, Kelly. What? I'm sorry. You forget something? No, I, I'm, I, I regret to inform you that his name isn't Ron. It's Rod with a D. <laughs> okay. Um, this is like, I, I can't remember if it's last week's episode or two weeks ago. I kept calling one of the characters a different name. <laughs> and then uh, Lindsay would be like, no, not Steve. And I'd be like, yeah, Steve's yeah. not there right now. <laughs> like, no, there is no Steve in this yeah, book. She, so then finally she was like, that's not his name. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, Rod. Rod, like Rodney. Okay. So it's so it was Rod and Juan. That's not as funny. No, 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 no. God damn Dang. it. <laughs> Dang, she knew. I think maybe the yeah. original name was Ron and then that. an editor was like, that's too hilarious. <laughs> you can't have those names be that way. You can't have this much hilarity in the book. But from um, from the uh you have one now moment, there mm -hmm. is uh Wait, there's a an a 
little a tiny last part. single page chapter that's just like about nothing. They just like are coming. They're just like coming home. What happens? And they literally just go home. I mean, I, I think so. They're just in the car. Uh, <laughs> on their way down the oh, mountain, yeah. they stop at the village to phone their parents. Oh, yes. The church. They look at the church. Yeah, that's right. And it's silver. Because it's silver. So symbolism, I guess. But what? <laughs> but what? But what? What does silver have to do with anything? Uh, we should ask Mr. Tipper. Big Tipper. Big Tipper. He knows. Oh, because it's a church. So he would definitely yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. So I'll ask Big Tipper. What? <laughs> What Make sure you get like mean? 100 bucks out of this conversation. Yeah, oh, I will. <laughs> what does it mean when a church is silver? Yeah, like why is that better? Or why is that meaningful in any way? Or yeah, like it's special? It is weird though when she's describing this church that mm-hmm. like it was like an aluminum prefab something that got like gleaming. turned into a church. Yeah. It's strange. It's the kind of it thing that makes me think about, because like, you know, part of like settling those areas and like, missions and shit like that where it's just like the country is so fucking weird and like why anything is the place it is is just like total happenstance and like i don't know it 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 all felt very like lived in and i don't know just like kind of grungy yeah and i think maybe it's more special that the church doesn't look like a normal church Mm -hmm. because like I feel like nowadays we're really, um, it's really normal to see like a church in like a warehouse. Right. Or in like a strip mall or something. Yeah. In a thing that doesn't seem churchy. Yeah. That probably would not have been the case in 1966. Or maybe it was and I just wasn't around that kind of, I I don't, I don't know. And you weren't around that kind of. Well, in 1966. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's all coming apart. No, no. Everyone knows I'm 70. (laughs) <laughs> my painting no one should know about it <laughs> talking about your dorian gray painting. no i get it okay great the painting is making sure older. Maybe... i'm not yeah 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 so i don't know did you like this book kelly eh. yeah it's kind of how i feel too it was a quick read that's the best mm-hmm. you know yeah and it was fine i don't think it's, it's definitely one of her earlier books like i think she gets better at like exploring but i still felt like some of these characters were very complex and like quality wise it was maybe you know like writing like the quality of the prose was like better than our average book that we cover Mm -hmm. but like nothing fucking happens really and so the plot was like pretty lacking yeah but i mean she's always like that right like she is always like that the plot is always one thing yeah one thing and uh in this and i know what you did last summer it's accidental uh it's a hit and run right like in yeah she's really into that she's really into hit and runs um but yeah i i think like i i liked i like this book um but i wish there was more characterization of everyone like in real time like so much of what we learned about um, the kids' lives was all like flashback, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just makes for like kind of a less engaging read when you're like the interesting part is happening in the, it makes the low yeah. stakes stuff feel high stakes and the high stakes stuff feel low stakes. Well, and when it's, it's, it's interesting when like the back or the flashbacks are less interesting than a fucking kidnapping. Yeah. Yes. That says something about how boring the like present day shit is. Yeah. Well, because like no one is scary. No, none, no. none of these three people no. are that kidnap them are scary or seem to have a plan or anything. 
it's funny because I when when because uh, Jess finds out that um, Buck killed their original bus driver, yes. and that's supposed to be this moment that like, oh my god, how scary! What's going to happen to these kids? I felt nothing. Yeah, me too. I was just like, okay, I guess he killed. I don't feel like any of these kids are in danger. They're all going to survive. Yeah, because why would you kill someone that you kidnapped solely for ransom? And they don't, not that they should do this, but they don't brutalize the kids at all. No, no, they're like pretty nice to the kids. They don't even like hit them. They had six sleeping bags. Yeah, for three people. So the cold room wasn't even that cold. Wasn't even that cold. Also, like they could have snuggled up together. I know. They could have like zipped all the sleeping bags together to Ooh, make like a big, yeah, one super big sleeping bag. bag. I love and then it. All gone in. <laughs> It'd be so snuggly. Yeah. Yeah. There were no stakes. None. Yeah. No, no, no stakes whatsoever. Um, but yeah, like to the point where when we had that reveal about uh, Dexter's like ex-girlfriend saying something yeah. shitty behind his back, that felt bigger than yeah. <laughs> the bus driver being killed off page. Yeah. Or even like, yeah, like all of their backstories were just more interesting. Yeah. Um, but that was the book. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick, for helping me to host this show today. I really appreciate it. Of course. You were so great. Um, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Oh, I would like to plug the Nintendo Cartridge Society podcast where Mark Mitchell and I talk about Nintendo stuff twice a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays is a news episode. And Thursday is like a fun goof around uh, topic episode. Um, that show is excellent. Thank you, Kelly. We got to get you back you're on. So it's, it's been a long time since you've been on uh, NCS. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come back on. Uh, check it. Make sure you guys check it out. It's it's a really good. You, your guys is it just feels like comforting. Listening yeah, to it. we try to be as uh, for as much like toxicity as there is in like uh gaming, in gaming? stuff yeah um that we just try to be like warm and cozy and inviting and yeah fun. it's fun um so oh and where can people find you online oh you can find me uh on twitter at patrick underscore ellers uh thank you so much again and thank you all very much for listening uh if you want to help our show hey spotify is doing a ratings thing right now I mean, not right now. I mean, they started doing it. They uh, are so currently doing it. They're currently doing it. Uh, rate the show. You don't have to write a review or anything. You literally just have to click five stars. And I think you can only click five stars. Like, I don't think you can click any other number. So, like, pretty much, uh, please leave us a rating. That's going to really help our show. Um, it's, yeah, it's not as intensive as having to leave an Apple podcast review. Um, and... A very special thank you to our Patreon listeners, patreon.com slash teencreeps. You can listen to all sorts of like very strange content that we've created. Um, and a an extra special thank you to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez, Adam Halwitz, Amanda Nangle, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Ashley Fritz, Brian Petty II, Caitlin L, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Drew Rowanis, Emma, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicic, Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Kodiak S., Chris Darina, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Luke Bartek, Max B., Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G., Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel Bessert, 
Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Rogue Kalahua, Sersha Descaro, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Victoria Valdez. Thank you. We really, really appreciate you. So yeah, that's our episode. Thank you again to Patrick, uh, my lovely guest co-host. No, thank you so much for having me. As always, it is a delight to discuss Lois Duncan with you. Ah, uh, Low Dunk. Low Dunk. You are the king of, of Low Dunk in our hearts. Wow, I've been uh, upgraded from correspondent to king? To king. King. Wow. Yeah, huge. <laughs> I think this is um, the eighth time I've been on this show to talk about Lois Duncan. Eight. Really? I think so. I was looking at the books on my shelf. Because I usually end up uh, buying the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have five on my shelf, and then there's this one, and I uh, had to read Who Killed My Daughter digitally, mm -hmm. um, and I remember getting another one from the library. From the so, library. I remember you got that one from the library, yeah. yeah. So wow. I think we've done this eight times. Huge. Huge. And mom a momentous occasion. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much again, everybody. Uh, we love you so much. Um, and stay, uh, you know what, do something today that's like just for you, you know, like, like if you want to cozy up in bed, do that. If you want to go for a walk, go do that. Like do, do one thing that's just for you. I don't know. Just thought that'd be like kind of a fun homework assignment. Like you want to go get, you want to go pick up a little cute latte that's just for you. Go do that. I don't know. That's, just one thing. That's good it's advice. easy, it's manageable, and, yeah. and it'll be like a fun little adventure for yourself. Okay. Uh, we will see you guys next week um, when we are reading a book that exists. Um, <laughs> and it is a book that is called Wow. Okay. We might record this, we might not record this one, but as of right now, it's Jacqueline Suzanne's Yargo which is, um, do you know anything about Jacqueline I, Suzanne? I do not. Who is Jacqueline Suzanne? She did Valley of the Dolls. She did. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But she wrote a science fiction story about this woman who like goes to space and marries like a beautiful alien prince. Um, but it man the manuscript was discovered after her death and was posthumously. Cool. Uh, yeah. Published. So I'm fingers crossed that that's what we're going to be recording. And we might move our schedule around, but we do plan to cover that. Um, and uh, until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, Dog. and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.